Well, this is a bit strange, Robbie. Well, well, well. Yeah. well we, it's not a Monday night, and it's not just me and you, no. Carl. No. But one thing is the same. Imperium have kicked us off. Lovely. Of course. Straight in there, isn't it? Hey, it's just a... What is it? It's just not an ounce of fat on that thrasher, is there? Yeah, absolutely. I, we, we played it on the podcast uh, a little while ago, didn't we? And we instantly thought it was like a party anthem. It is, yeah. Which, it's, um, it, well, it, which it's, is a bit <laughs> like tonight, actually, because I'm on the drink, usually Monday, usually on the H2O, but I've got, got the beers in, I've got the plonk in the fridge, and we've also got a, a, a very handsome young guest with us as well. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> the lockdown hair is gone. It has. I, that's the bit. That's to make me look thinner. <laughs> so we can't have a UK thrashers moshing the roof on special without the man himself. How you doing, boys? Right? Yeah, good. So Neil Neil Brannigan, Fuller of UK Thrashers, is here. We're going to chat through the recent moshing the roof on volume two that we featured as our album of the fortnight a uh, honorary album made it to the hall of fame no doubt all 30 songs made it to the hall of fame and um rightly so as well um for those that don't mm. know well i'll tell you what i won't say it let's let neil kind of take it up there you know just we know what it's about most of the people listening but if there's one or two out there that don't know neil maybe fill them in what is moshing the roof on volume two okay um so, yeah, Mosh and the Roof on Volume 2 is our second attempt at uh, pulling together a uh, the most disorganised bunch of people in the world, mainly thrashers, um, to, to get us music on time to uh, release a double CD and raise some money for Homeless Shelter. Homeless Shelter? Homeless Charity Shelter. Um, second year we've done it. Um, this year was bigger than better than ever. Um, and, uh, yeah, kind of just trying to give a little back to the wider community and do something to, uh, you know, through the noise that we love and the music that we love that kind of helps other people that, you know, at the moment, and especially in the current last year, can't help themselves. So why, why Shelton, Neil? You know, all the, it could have been a whole host of charities that people could, you know, quite easily give their money to. But why, again, did you choose Shelter? You can probably mostly blame our mate, Cat Finch, um, so, um, I did, if you cast your wildy ears back, I did a little tour of the UK and I did like five gigs on a trot and I, I, I crashed in a van a couple of nights and I crashed at cats a night and I, I went up to Scarborough to see acid rain and all that stuff. And I, and while I was the couple of nights I slept in a van on this cold, whatever it was, December morning, you know, night and got up in the middle of the night for a, a beer due whiz, I saw uh, lots of people kind of sleeping rough and in the doorways and I kind of it didn't really it resonated with me I was like you know poor sods you know fancy you know I'm cold in the back of this van and you know I've got my beer overcoat on and I've got you know three duvets and a sleeping bag and uh, and these poor fuckers are, are out there every night of the year like this you know and they've got nowhere else to go and it kind of it got me thinking that over the years how many people I'd seen in that situation I'd been you know you we're children of the night, really. We come out of gigs. Uh, well, Robbie, you come out with kind of uh, beer mats tucked under your armpit, and, uh, <laughs> but we come out, we come out of these gigs and we and we we see these people in doorways and in the corner of car parks and 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 it kind of resonated. I was like, shit, that's really bad. And I kind of I never really thought about it again. And then 
the night I stayed at Cat, I know you know Cat does did a lot of charity work, and she's part of a food bank, and you know all that sort of stuff. And she was talking about how bad it is, and that you know, and I kind of was like, you know, and it, and that added a bit more fuel to the fire. And um, I'd been thinking about doing a charity. No, sorry, I've think, been thinking about doing a compilation album because I'd always loved like your metal massacres and your, and it's like, but who wants a charity album now? You know, everyone, if you want a charity album, you hit shuffle, you know, you go to thrash on Spotify and it, and it's like, I really want to do something. I really want to do something that promotes the UK grassroots thrash bands, but what's the point in doing just a charity album? So over the Christmas kind of two years ago, the worlds collided and I had a, I woke up probably after too much beer again with this bright idea about why don't we do this for charity? Um, so I sent Kat a message and said, you know, who would you do it for? And she said, well, you know, it's got to be shelter or crisis. So a little bit of research and a bit of Googling and thought, well, you know, shower, it kind of does what it says on the tin really. And yeah, the rest is kind of history. Wow. That's a fantastic story, mate. And, um, that that's brilliant and we love all the shelter and we love all all of the charity as well but one thing we also love is the the celebration of uk thrash that it kind of holds within it yeah definitely and it was you know it's a bit um it's one of those things it's a it's a a double-edged blade i guess is that yeah we're doing some great stuff and we can all everyone who gets involved can be really chuffed that they've contribute you know help contribute couple of k to charity and that you know that all gives us that warm and fuzzy feeling but at the end of the day we're all a bit like this is brilliant because it's promoting uk thrash and bands you know volume one people were coming out of volume one and people who bought the cd or bought a download and coming back and saying oh you know band x are my new favorite band there they would have never heard them if i hadn't got moshing the roof on and now i've gone you know gone on to band camp and bought all their stuff and um yeah, and that and that's brilliant. And the fact that bands want to be part of it, you know, people saw year one, and when I went for year two, anyone fancy doing it again? Expecting, uh, you know, piss off. We've been in lockdown. There's no way I'm gonna, you know, I've I've made no money myself. I haven't even covered my own album costs, under mm. let alone to do yours. It was like, you know, I got inundated mm. with people wanting to be part of it because I think they, you know, hopefully people see the same thing that they know I'm passionate. They know I'm not going to be disingenuous about what I put out there, you know, if, you know, because it, if I don't like it, it's probably not going to get on there. <laughs> and if, you know, and, mm. and every, you know, these little bands, these, you know, we put out bands who have never put anything out on, on any sort of media in the past. You know, we did like this year, we got um, Brody with it, uh, his acid for blood. You know, he's never even with the first single he's ever put out, you know, and he's on this album with bands like Elimination and Solitary and Virus. And, you know, it kind of, it's really good way of bringing all these guys together. And it's, you know, they're all equal to me on in that way because none of them get preferential treatment. I kind of, the album gets listened through and we mix the band, you know, the mix sounds different. So, you know, Fred doesn't sound really good after Bob, but he sounds brilliant after, you know, so we, we can play around with the order and, they, you know, they're all they're all in it for the same reason, which is you know, get a little bit of exposure. The bigger bands aren't as worried about the exposure; they're more you know to support. And the little bands are getting both. So it's yeah, I th- I think it's you know it's it's really cool from that point of view. Well, could you just sorry, Robert? Can you just do a quick timeline? You were saying about one finished and then everyone kind of pitched in saying, oh, "I want to do it if you do it too." So when did you officially close one, so to speak? 
And when did you officially start? To, when did you think, right, now is the time I've got to do work on number two? Um, it was probably, let's have a look. So we released in April. So so kind of by July, August time, I'd st- I had maybe like half a dozen CDs left and I was down to my last few CDs, you know, so... You know, and and it's kind of going into the phase. I mean, I've still got, I've still got, probably got fifty CDs left, but that I'm not pushing it as hard now. It's not going to be, you know, otherwise it just people get immune to it, don't they? It's just noise, and it's like, oh god, is that bloke posting about his freaking compilation CD again? Mm, so yeah. that kind of, you kind of have to let people go. And and I'd already had a couple of people message me at the time. You're doing another one. We want to be involved in number two. Um, we we missed out on number one. Can we be part of number two? So there was there was about four or five bands already in the wings, um, and then this year probably must have been about maybe November. I started actually really reaching. I knew I was going to do it. It wasn't a case of are you or not. I'd already kind of mentally committed to the you know the uh, the point of no return had happened. Um, but kind of November time, I put an Instagram post on. Um, not really, to be honest, not really expecting much because of those reasons I said before that bands have had a shit year. You know, if you're if your way of paying for expensive studio time and keeping your equipment up to date and keeping your drummer in sticks and crayons is, you know, is um, <laughs> is is by gigging, then you know, 2021 and 2020 have been shit for it, haven't they? You know, so I, I kind of didn't expect a lot, but you know, within within minutes, I you know. I was only going to put 26 bands on and suddenly I was doing 28 and then it kind of stretched to 30 and it, you know, and then it's like, then I started getting nervous because, you know, you've only got 70 minutes runtime per CD. And if everyone had given me a nine month, a nine minute kind of thrash epic, I would have been in real trouble. So it's like, <laughs> I was going to be, can, can you, uh, off your album, you'll give me something off your guest now, aren't you? Yeah. Um, that that number two is a real short, sharp fucking shocker. Yeah, uh, they're like, oh yeah, you know, you know, thrash, thrash is there. Yeah, yeah, that'd be brilliant. Because I was like bricking myself. Because the last thing I wanted to do is get to like the day before I go seventy-one minutes. Oh, oh you know, who's gonna get binned? So uh, yeah, so and it, and it, and it happened quite quick. You know, by within well within a week of putting out the call for arms, I was at thirty. I was at, no, I was at twenty-eight. And then I got approached by a couple of people that said, you know, uh, sorry, we missed it. Would you like us to be involved? We'd love to be involved again. One of those was solitary. So I wasn't going to say no because, um, you know, Rich and the guys are brilliant. And, you know, uh, and the other person was uh, Graham from Night Fighter who said, I've got the first of my new tracks. The album's not going to be out for ages. You know, I'll, 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 I'll mix it for you and get it ready for you in time if you want it. And it's like, well, you know, it's a brand new track and it's one brand new tracks is one of the things that makes it a bit of a discriminator. So yeah, I'd be stupid not to. How long is it, Graham? Uh, it's not, it's quite, you know, two and a half minutes. You're in. You know, so like the, the, the Night Fighter one, there, I know we'll talk, talk about individual songs possibly, but you know, that closed the album out. Uh, you know, and it's a vicious, vicious song. Is there any, when it comes to obviously compiling, we all compile our own playlists, compilations, you know, you've got the proper job of compiling it. How, not necessarily Night Fighter, but how did the songs kind of find their own like like order or was it kind of pretty much, no, it's just a, a lottery. It's just a, a random thing. 
Um, a bit of a mixture of both. Um, some of it, some of it's logical. So I wanted something at the start that kicks things off with a real kind of. I wanted something new because we, we, you know, we. I think we had six or seven original or like non non available from other places or remixes or whatever. So I wanted something new because I thought the opening of the album something should be something that's brand new. Because what? Why are you turning it on if you've if it's the album you've already heard and you. You know, you can pick up and put that album in instead. Um, Suicide Watch did the closer of side one because it's an instrumental and instrumentals always used to finish side one of a vinyl. You know, it's kind of... It was Controversial, you know, but okay, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's, my, it's, my, it's kind of my, like, 35-year-old vinyl, you know, you know, vinyl collecting logic is that, you know, it leads into a little break, doesn't it? A moment of, not that it's a calm track, because it's actually a bit of a, a Megadeth-inspired riff monster, but it's kind of, you know, something without vocals sits quite nicely in there, mm. still got the pace for it. And then, mm. you know, big gun opening upside two, and, and you know, Night Fighter in let's start this as we mean to go on. This isn't about, you know, this isn't about, you know, having a nice gentle walk and, you know, playing with the kids in the park or, you know, music to, uh, to do the Sunday dinner to, this is about, you know, this is a thrash album. So I wanted to again, finish with something that's going to put a rocket over your ass. So yeah. And, and everything else was a, a mixed. It's some of it is, does it work? You know, obviously with 30 bands, they've all got a very different um, mixing style. Some have been mastered by different people. You know, yourself, if you're listening to a, a like a, you know, old school iPod that you have like one song, you're wanging the volume up to kind of a 50 and the next minute it's like, because it's like a completely different level. So even though I volume mastered it to make sure we didn't have those peaks and troughs, I wanted things, I didn't want things to stand out like a dog's what's it. That you know, you that's a really shit production. It's still a great track, but the production's not as good. Versus these guys have got money and have spent a lot of money on that production. And I wanted to make sure that it kind of in places it 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 drifted. It not I want I don't want to say it went bad, but that because that's not what I mean. But it 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 leads you towards a a coarser, dirtier production, and then ramps back up to the clean, you know, to the clean stuff, and 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 try and get that ebb and flow through the uh, through the tracks, and yeah, and then the rest of them, it was like, well, I need to balance it, so I need to have, a, you know, I need a longer one on there and a shorter one on there, and have to mm. play around with it. But so it's, yeah, it's a little mixture of all of that. And well, it flows. I mean, it flows fantastic. It really does. You know, just speaking as a fan, um, but also having to sp spoken to people that have also got the album. It flows brilliantly and, you know, you're going through kind of so many different styles of thrash as well, whether, you know, whether that was part of your remit of picking these bands or whether you just went, no, I'll have them, 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 them. And by the way, here's a blackened thrash metal band. Here we've got speed metal. Here we've got mm. a crossover band. Here we've got a death metal band. You know, it really works because you really kind of covered the whole kind of spectrum of thrash metal that's in there. And it's, it's brilliant, really. Yeah, and it kind of. Hopefully, it's um, it's a reflection on what we do on the site as well. You know, mm. we although it's UK thrashers and thrashers at the core, and we'll always, you know, and that's purely because of my own taste as much as anything. I'll always revert back to thrash as being, you know, if I had to do an interview for next week and I got offered a thrash band or a a death metal band, I'm always going to take the thrash band because that's what what we do. But 
you know, I'm like you guys, when thrash kind of disappeared a little bit at the early nineties, I went and did, you know, death metal and, you know, went down a bit of doom stuff. And, you know, so I, I didn't go down death metal. I, I, I realized that now doing death. <laughs> so you got, yeah, there's a reason for that. But you, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? A, a lot of us did though. A lot of thrashers, yeah, that was their absolutely. next step. And, you know, they either went, they either went kind of completely out of thrash. And a lot of people went into like, hardcore rave or you know loads of different mm-hmm. genres but most people who wanted to stay metal <laughs> kind of went into death metal and did you know got into cathedral because obviously you know and, and yeah. anathema and paradise lost because they'd come kind of through that slightly more th- so but that's kind of reflected in the app because I, I went yeah. more down the hardcore route and i think that's reflected in here too mm-hmm. yeah with bands like sidewinder and you know yeah and and, and that's what it is so it, you know Thrash, thrash to me isn't, although it is a genre, it's not wholly genre. It's a bit more attitude and kind of, mm, that, sounds, yeah. that sounds really wank, but you know what I mean? It's, a bit, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just a bit more than being a, you know, it's not pop, metal, thrash. It's thrash has got quite a wide burst that, mm. you know, jumps on these other genres and sits nicely and sits and compliments them, I guess. No chance of an atmospheric post-black metal album um, next volume three, Neil. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I could write to go deep. The rooms back on or whatever. Yeah, it's got deep, deep and hard. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the uh, that's the uh, cathedral roof album. <laughs> raising money to put the yeah. roof on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, save the save the cathedral steeple album. <laughs> <laughs> so was it easier was it easier this time after doing the, the first one uh, is it still the same ball ache but with a kind of very much a, a sense of um, achievement once it was all done um, a, a bit of both um, it was it was more difficult because there was more bands and I kind of I'd set myself an expectation so you know there's no way I'm going to do something shitter next year than I do this year. You know what I mean? So there's always a, you know, a self, a self inferred. I want to do it bigger and better and smarter. And obviously I've learned a lot over the last year, but the other side of it was easier. I, you know, last year I had to teach myself how to do mastering and, you know, flashing, you know, working out. So the volume things I, there was, you know, there's lots of contacts I had to make for, you know, the guys at cram duplication to do my CDs. There's, you know, things like that. So that, that side of life was a lot easier because I didn't have to learn any of that stuff. Um, but you know, last year, volume one, uh, Pilkington charge did my graphics this year. I, an artist from Bristol, uh, Janie, she did the art for me, but I, you know, with help from Liam from Hellfected, had to pull that art together and do the, do the graphics, which is why it's fucked up. Cause it's not meant to have that board around it. And that was my cock up. Uh, it was meant to be full screen. Um, <laughs> uh, um, you know, so that, you know, um, so there was different stresses because of different things that wasn't planned on being done uh, or I hadn't done last time. So yeah, there was a, there was a bit of that, but, it was more about, you know, I wanted to flog more copies. I wanted to get it wider and more people to see it. And, you know, yeah. Can, I, can you just take us through a, a little bit of a step-by-step or blow-by-blow, if you <laughs> like? So uh, let's say I'm in a band. You put the the Instagram post out and I've got I've got a track. What ha- I make contact, say, I'm interested, and you say yes. Go on in. What happens between from that point to when it gets on the CD as far as a band is concerned? Um, it, it kind of depends if it's, um, if it's a, 
I've got this track and it's all finished. It was on our brand new EP or it's going to be on our EP in the next couple of weeks. Um, would you like it? And that's probably a good, you know, three quarters, if not more, especially this year when, again, bands couldn't get in the studio. You know, originally I was promised, not that promise is the wrong word, I was offered more original, you know, or advanced copies on this album. But because of the pandemic, because of the inability for bands to get in the studio, 100% understood why bands have had to turn around to me and say, look, Neil, I'm really sorry. You can have anything from the back catalogue you like but I can't, you know, I can't get into the studio to do these new tracks for me for you, which, you know, not, you know, not a problem with that in the slightest. And why would you, but, you know, so most of those bands go, you know, what do you need? What do you need from me? And I, I go in and it, I do, I've drawn up like a, a, a mini contract for want of a better term, which is on a page. I Neil on behalf of UK Thrashers, you Tarquin on behalf of Thrashy the band, whatever you called, you know, <laughs> Yeah, they're on the third disc. Um, <laughs> they so we agree a really and it's you know it's nothing rocket science, but it's I promise not to use your music inappropriately. You promise to do what you can to support the charity, and you know, and we'll and if you want to see them, if you want to see the expenses, I, I, I promise to share them with you to make sure I'm not you know ripping anyone off which is exactly the opposite to what happens because it's usually me that runs out, you know, it's anything that's not there comes out of my pocket. So it's, um, so that's, that's nice and easy with that. They send me band photo logo, um, you know, EPKs, electronic press kits for those who don't do reviews all the time. I know you boys know what, you know, or a bio or all that sort of stuff. So we kind of do a Dropbox and people start dropping stuff into there that, you know, helps me, to shape what I'm going to say on social media, what I'm going to write in, in my own EPK, what I'm going to do for, you know, talk about in press releases and all that sort of stuff. Um, if the seat, if it's already read, if everything's already ready, they then Dropbox me the WAV and the WAV file is there and, and that's then ready for me. So probably out of the 30, I probably had 20 of the WAVs before Christmas. You know, I was, yeah, I was already, okay. they were, they were already, you know, maybe not quite, maybe 15, but you know, it's somewhere up there. A lot of the bands go, you know, I'm never, I'm not going to get in the studio before April. This is what we've got. There was then some other bands that said, you can have this, I'll Dropbox it. Yeah. I'm hoping to get in the studio, but you know, we may, we may not quite make it. Um, mm. And But then, so you can revert back to this. So you've got something from us. And then there was a, the other bands that saying, you know, Neil, you're going to have something new <laughs> and we're going to, and we're going to keep on riding. And then, you know, and, 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 you know, those bands kind of delivered. And so for the next kind of four, five, six months, you reminding people, don't forget, you're going to send me the song, mm. you know, and it's just cajoling. And obviously when after Christmas, and I think, I think it was February this year when we started the social campaign, pre-sales go out and that's where we really start ramping up. And, you know, we're obviously tagging the bands in social media posts and we're, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to then go into that whole annoy the crap out of people by posting about it 24 hours a day and, you know, getting people sick to the backside of it. But, you know, I mean, my pre-orders were amazing. I had, you know, I probably had a hundred CDs sold within the first two weeks, you know, and 99% of those were people who bought last year. And, and probably, 89% of those are club members. So, you know, you kind of... <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to ask another question, Robbie. Have you got one? Yeah, I, was, I, I just wanted to know, obviously, the, um, the, the 
we talked about the depth of the bands on there, but I think the strength of the um, the, the output of the bands in there, you know, these are all bands that are supposedly, not all, you know, there's some well-established thrash bands in there. There's some bands that have been doing it for a long time. But there's also bands, like you mentioned, you know, the guy that, uh, was it, um, uh, the, the guy that burned burn Die song, that one there, he's at, you that's know. That's blood, yeah. Okay, so someone that's at the very kind of almost like the, the, the start of the career. And then you've got the viruses, the solitaries, the trapped in purgatories that, that, that are at the other end as well. But there's a real kind of... Um, a strength in depth that I really kind of makes me positive about being part of a scene in the UK that is really, really strong. You know, I saw a gig poster the other day and it was somewhere at Colville. It was a festival in Colville and there's Thrasher Wolf, I think, are playing there, Hellfected. Uh, there's um, a, a band called Iron Pariah that are kind of a new metal band. And these bands are quite low down on the bill. And I'm thinking, Christ, the bands that are headlining that must be on their game that day because these boys that are going to be opening up the likes of hell vested yeah. uh, hell affected thrasher wolf you know they are they are the kind of the face of uk thrash at the moment so you know it's a real kind of the strength of this album is showing that the the quality of uk thrash is not just the the big big bands which are still doing it they're doing it great but there's so much kind of energy and quality and creativity with some of these bands that you've well all the bands that you featured yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, there there are bands that are recreating the sounds of the late eighties, you know, and they're and they're quite they're quite blatant about that. You know, there's Exodus fanboys in there who just want to produce but there's also guys who are, you know, pushing the boundaries. You know, we you know with Temper Shop, for example, you know, the stuff that Luke's putting out there is, you know, is that's potentially got, you know, the ability to go worldwide. You know, that isn't about, that's not just local scene. That's a, you know, that's taking something slightly different in the genre and going out the world. You know, what Mike and the guys do in Scar by True, you know, so there's, there's bands that are, are, you know, are so diverse and there's bands that are like a comfort food that if you love thrash and you love that kind of thrash vibe, you know, like trapped in purgatory, you know, a band who have, you know, restarted after 30 years with I think only you know, one or two of the original members but you know they, they, that's just pure unadulterated I'll use the word simple but I don't mean simple stupid I mean just it's just a comfort food of thrash for me and it's great to see that strength because you can you could go anywhere in the country at the moment and look on the bill and see one of those bands that's been on the last two albums and know you're going to have a good night because you know those mm. guys are, are strong uh, you know, and, and, and we're seeing that, you know, you're seeing all the bands, uh, the 0161 are about to do a big festival up in, uh, in Manchester and, you know, half the bands on the bill have been on moshing the roof on, mm. um, the, you know, there's a, a something in the, uh, in Derby in August, September time, again, half the bands have been on, been on moshing the roof on. And, you know, there's other bands that I've already talking to who want to be on next year's moshing the roof on that are, I know are playing those gigs and, you know, I was stupid enough not to ask this year. You know, there's bands. You know, there's bands that, um, you know, that we all like. Um, and I know there's, you know, people in the members that who came to me afterwards. Like, Why didn't you ask me? And I was like, well, I thought you wouldn't be allowed. Oh no, we could have done it. And it's like, oh shit, you know. And so there's always another band around the corner that I'm, you know, and I want again next year to be bigger and better. I want some returning friends to do it, and I want, you know another breadth, another another mix of other people as well to to keep adding to that that kind of big mosh in the roof on family. And it might be people coming back from volume one who've got new material, or it might be brand new bands because there's, 
new bands popping up every five minutes and you know some of them are squeaky demo level and some of them are you know really polished and you know it's 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 great it's you can't you can't not be excited about how strong the uk thrash scene is and some people slag it off oh it's just repeating what we did back in you know night no yeah but what's wrong with that you know it doesn't not everything has to reinvent itself yeah i, I think again I, i'll repeat what i've I've mentioned before, but I think it's just got to be fresh, hasn't it? And you mentioned Temper Shot. One thing you can say that is absolutely fresh as a daisy. Um, there are bands that have mixed those two styles before. Yeah, of course there is. Um, but Temper Shot sound absolutely fresh, as do so many of the other bands as well. And I think that's important that if you are inspired and influenced by bands from 20, 30, 40 years ago, as long as it's fresh, it's going to be good. Yeah. If it's tired and and laboured, it's it's going to be tired and laboured and quite frankly not very good. So I I just think it's it's not rehashing. It's just keeping it fresh. And, and uh, if it takes a new band to do that, then there's I, it, it's happened again and again and again and again. You know, you could say that about the, you know the biggest bands in the world. Oasis are are a freshened up version of the Beatles, somewhat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's that could easily be the case um and everyone mentions them in the same circle and you've got a few guys that are influenced by metallica on here but it's a fresh metallica do you know what i mean yeah yeah and it's not you know remembering now that you know we're all getting old farts even you two you know we these bands weren't around you know i was chatting to you know i i've got a little chat group and i speak to the blacklist and the hellfected guys and we were talking they're going oh you know what was your first gig and i was like oh you know suicidal tendencies in birmingham in 19 you know 88 or whatever it was and they're like fucking hell. you know what's the best uh, you know what's the best gig our uh, clash of the titans in uh, nec was all, you know like oh you know we we forget because we've kind of lived this whole thrash generation that these guys who were born in, you know, 2000, 2003, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, it's, it, they've never seen any of this. You know, yeah. this, they, this is all new. They're, they're going back to like the Venoms and the, you know, the early, the early Metallica stuff. Going, I want to play music like that. And it's new and it's fresh to them because they, it's not like going, oh, fucking hell, I heard that 35 years ago. It's like, I've never heard it. I, you know, I've just, mm. that's, that's my entry into thrash is by going back. And so, you know, so I think, you know, I think we forget that, you know, especially the older, co- oh, you know, just repeating stuff we all did in 35 years ago. Well, yeah, but you lived it 35 years ago. These guys are living it now. Mm. And, mm, and putting those fresh flavours in there, as you say, those new, you know, new techniques and new skills and, you know, the ability to bring in, you know, like the Tortured Demon lads, bringing in other genres. Mm. So, you know, you're bringing in that kind of metalcore, thrashcore, you know, I'm even going to say the dirty word, you know, a little bit of genty type stuff in there, you know, but they're, they're bringing in influences that, you know, if you ask me, I tell you to fuck off. I don't want any of that in my bloody thrash, but actually they do a really great job on it. And it sounds so, so vibrant and so, so youthful. And that's what we, you know, if we don't promote those guys and get those guys up the ladder, then the scene's going to die with us old shites. Cause we just want to hear what, you know, the, the songs we still love. Well, I think it, they posted, didn't they, that they say, I think it was about two days ago that they posted that it's a year to the day that they're going to be supporting Zentrex at uh, at the Underworld. Yeah, 
and that and that's going to be amazing. I I hope the guys are going to be on their game because um, you know the, if the, the Zentric lads have got those like you know couple, 14, 15, 16, 7 year olds coming up on them, and it's going to be uh, that's going to be a crazy night. You know that's another year of learning for the tortured demon guys. They're going to be absolutely on fire by then. But I think it's so refreshing the bands are taking out these uh, these bands, and they're not just like resting on their laurels and going, "Oh, let's pick an easy route." Obviously, they need to sell tickets as well, so you, yeah, they yeah. they know that possibly the you know a bill with Tortured Demon on, you know, they might pull a few few thrashes. Look at the Acid Rain gig down at Camden Underworld. I was, I was just going to say, you know, obviously, Bang yeah, Bangover and uh, and um, Tempershot. Obviously, yeah. H has taken a bit of an interest in uh, in uh, in Tempershot anyway. You know, and I think that's a great mix because I think you've got, yeah. you know, I don't know, it just it just feels you've got everything in that, haven't you? You know, you've got your old school, you know, that we all love. We all loved going in Acid Rain gear. You can't, you know, you'll always have a good night, even in Southampton if you go and see Acid Rain. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, having those, that diversity, you know, that that kind of beer thrash of Bangover, who were on yeah. this one, of course, and then, the you know, and then and then Luke and the Temper Shop guys, which, you know, it's just, that night's going to be insane if you know if you're not smuggling out all the bar mats after that, Robbie. It's been a crap night. I'll be I'm hugging every taxi driver. The world hide the fucking beer mats because they're just going to go. They're going to go like fucking hotcakes. Uh, I'll be yeah. I'll be my photo will still be on the be behind the bar anyway. Anyway, we need to yeah. We can we do a most wanted T-shirt that we all can all, yeah. all the club members can wear in there. Beer mat thief. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get that out. But you've got a um, you're doing your little market stall down there, aren't you? Yeah, I've, um, Luke's managed to um, flutter his eyelids at H, and I've uh, I've been uh, um, allowed to set up uh, set up shop. So, which is why I'm not pushing too many CDs because hopefully I'd like some left on the table. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I've got I've got um, I blagged through work. I've got a pop up being made, one of these pop up banner things. You know the. We call awesome, them yeah. I don't know what they're called. Uh, so I'm just doing. I've got. I've got one of the guys in in the art department drawing that up properly in the right. Uh, pop that up. Have some CDs on the table, and uh, hopefully sell a couple more and patches and all the and spread the word a little bit for shelter. And you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, that'd be that'd be really cool. And it's yeah, kind of, collection tin uh, on there as well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, I, I'm. I'm always. It's always a bit weird, isn't it? Because. I think we're all. A lot of people are only ever one check, one paycheck away from needing shelters help. <laughs> and it, and, it, and it, I, I kind of, it always, you know, it always does kind of. I'd never want to feel too pushy about trying to get money out of people, and it's the same about asking bands for music and things like that. It's like, oh god, I've got to, you know, I, I don't. These guys, you know. I know a lot of these guys live hand to mouth. You know, they they love his music, they're passionate his music, and they they do shitty jobs because all they really want to be doing is music. And I'm asking them to give me shit for free, you know. And it's like, and I, so I'm always really conscious about that because I don't want to I don't want to raise I don't want to raise money for Shower that Shower have to give them back. <laughs> yeah, no. But, but on the flip side, I mean, I've bought as a result of moshing the roof on. I've bought t-shirts. I've bought you know. Um, metal pins you know i've bought various pieces of merch and i know i won't be the only one there'll be lots of people that have got in you know feel feel that like they're you know into the band enough that they can get some physical merch so hopefully that you know there will be a bit of money being thrown at the band whether it's you know a physical cd of an album that's come out or or a t-shirt yeah 100 percent. i know you know we always kind of try and actively 
you know, when we're not in the moshing the roof on selling run, we always support those. You know, you'll always see us on the, you know, social, especially on the Bandcamp Fridays and stuff. If any of the bands kind of say, oh, you know, you know, all the new albums are out or, you know, I'll always promote Bandcamp over seeing something on Spotify or, you know, and that's why I love doing the thing that we do for you, the breaking Bandcamp, because... Because actually, if you go to Bandcamp and you listen two or three times and it's a name your own price, I think Bandcamp have got some stats. Most people, even if it's free, will throw a quid in. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's $3.99, I'll just round it up to a five. You know, I've, I've got a terrible habit of doing until the wife spots the debit card payment. But, you know, that, you know I'll... I'll and, and I hope lots of other people do the same is that I'll go and buy their back catalog or the rest of the album that that one track that's on Moshing the Roof on. And then they'll boom, you know, the, a T-shirt comes up and, you know, I try and support as many of the bands as I can myself. You know, I've probably, I've probably got merch from most of them if merch is available, which is possibly why my missus is so cross about our bank account. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, but um, you know, that that's, that's all part of it is, you know, we touched on at the start is, finding bands you really love. If if everyone goes off there and finds one band that they really like, you know, we've sold 200 copies. So 200, well, more than that, 230 copies or whatever it is. So if everyone finds one band on there they like and goes and buys their back catalogue and a t-shirt, it's, you know, reciprocal and the world's gone round and everything's good, isn't it? Yeah. And also, also like the acid rain, you go, uh, right, I'm going to go and see acid rain. I've got mosh in the roof on. Ah, oh, Tempshot supporting. Great. I know at least one song of theirs because it's on the album. Uh, so, so that's good. And Bang Over were, you know, last year. Okay, you know, I've, that's going to be a good night. I know those two bands and I may not like one band or the other, but I know who they are and I've heard something as opposed to, yeah, I've seen the logo. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it's, it's like I've, I've seen the logo and but I haven't heard anything. Actually, the bands are supporting themselves. They're doing what I think is what should be done, which is nice and healthy, which is actually, yeah, uh, the big band will, will will take along some of the small, like Robbie was saying. Great to see some of these smaller bands getting on with the elder statesmen. And then, as you said, Neil, to refresh and everything up, as opposed to, which I always had a pet hate for, the Metallica saying, oh, yeah, we're going to take out Warrior Soul on our, on our arena tour. Well, well, fuck me. There's a fresh metal band, the scene that you fucking came from, who will die for that fucking spot for that half an hour, and you fucking turned your back on it. That's fucking out of order. Do you know what I mean? Give, yeah. give the, where you came from should be fucking supported, mate. And I, 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 I ask a lot of bands this when they come on the show and I do the interviews. That I do ask, you know, I quite often ask them about, you know what, you know, have you got, you know, what's the opportunities of getting on a tour? You know, how do you get out of your local area? And it, it does seem like a big thing now, you know, a lot of these packages come over in the mm. entirety, you know, uh, you know, the municipal waste thing, they came over and there was four bands all traveling together. So there was no local spot, you know, otherwise you have to start at three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, so mm. you, you've lost that local spot, but other bands do it really well, you know, that kind of, um, I think Annihilator and I guess, you know, Biggest UK thrash band now, aren't they? You know, they passed the UK before. Uh, but, <laughs> they're on next year's. <laughs> they're, 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 they're opening next year's album. Oh, but, but, yeah. Um, but, you know, then they played, you know, they did, they had a local band on each of the venues. So they did like Riptide in Manchester. They did Illyrian when they played Wolverhampton. Um, I can't remember who else. But you know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they, they tried to pick, and that's, I think that's, if you can't take a, a young band on tour, at least give them a, an opening slot on your big. And I know you're paying to their home crowd and, you know, 
Illyrian had probably played KK's five times in the same year. So it wasn't <clears> new to most. But there were people who were going to see Annihilator that wouldn't have gone to see Illyrian because they're kind of their fro- throwbackers. You know, they're people mm. that maybe aren't still into Thrash but loved Annihilator back in the days. And, you know, they, you know, they, they only know Alice in Hell and Never Neverland, but they see, they see on a poster and they go, we're going to go to that. They they see Illyrian on there as a, a you know as a, an opener, and then in a few months' time, Illyrian are headlining their own show. And they go, oh, they played with Annihilator. I might go away, you know. And, and hopefully, mm. these these kind of local bands aren't only playing to their own fans. They're they're hopefully wide hopefully widening their perimeter up a little bit. And and that, and I think that's what hopefully the album does as well. It it's mm. a safe place. You know, you might not have gone and listened to Temper Shot because there's 9 million other bands on Spotify. You might not have gone listen to Torture Demon. You might not have gone listen to, you know, Hellfected or Blacklist or, you know, whoever it is, you might not have gone and listened to them. But when they're all on a CD and you're throwing the CD in the car or in the machine, even if you go fucking eight track X, I'm not going to say number just in case I offend someone, but, you know, uh, know, I'm going to ask, but, at least you now have heard them, and you but you might go fucking hell, that's brilliant. Who are they? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've I've seen Dissensions name everywhere, but I didn't know what they sounded like, or you know, I don't even know how to spell to pronounce a poultry. I don't know Welsh. I don't know if that's, but you know what I mean. I don't know how you pronounce that. Called spatula. Spatula. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the way I spelt it on the CD, which I missed the L out. Who knows what they're called anymore? So fuck <laughs> up the spelling. Um, but you know, I mean, you, you might not know what those bands sound like, but you've seen the logo around, and that, and it all, you know, and that. Hopefully, that's one of the, you know, one of the positives from the from the from the albums, really. You mentioned Dissension. Sadly, they've um, gone on a bit of a hiatus, haven't they? Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping I'm not the kiss of death this year because you know I. I kind of <laughs> what uh, happened last year, did it? Well, no, no, not that last year. But I lost at the start of this year. So one of the bands that were meant to be on the album was Militia, uh, who were on album one. Oh, yeah. uh, but they called it a day. Um, kind of. Uh, well, with about six, six weeks, a month to go before I closed off the uh, off the album. But um, and that's that's lucky enough how trapped trapped in purgatory came on because between when I'd got all the bands, when I got all the bands together, Trapped in Purgatory hadn't released anything and they weren't, you know, no one really knew who they were. And, you know, so, but in that time afterwards, I'd made friends with John and uh, and Chris and everything. So we kind of, I knew, and I, so they were my first point of call. Boys, I'm in the shit. Would you like to be involved? And straight away, you know, within 10 minutes, I had the WAV file over and they were on the album. So it was, it was great to do. But yeah, so it was a shame to lose the militia lads. Um, but obviously Brody, who we've mentioned a couple of times in uh, in Acid for Blood, was was the original one of the original guitarists in Militia. So you, you've still kind of kept within the family a little bit, and uh, mm. you know, and extended that as well. But yeah, so it's kind of uh, yeah, it's all uh, it's all go. So so we've had Imperium. Should we have a should, should, should we have a, a pick? A Ooh. track? Yeah, go for it. Who's who's picking? Go on, Carl. You have a go. Me, yeah. Ah, oh, well, you know who I want. You know again and again and again who I want. Have they got six fingers? And <laughs> Zentrix aren't on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've got to say, I mean, obviously, this is no disrespect to the other twenty nine as a band because uh, twenty nine bands on the uh, album. But I loved Elimination 
it was one of those things. It's just that sweet spot of thrash metal that I like, but it's rough as arseholes, but you can still hear absolutely everything. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's clean, but it's dirty and it's really in that nice sweet spot there. Um, I, I think this song just kills it. The name of violence just absolutely kills it. On that note, let's play it.
Okay, that was elimination in the name of violence. And we're back with Robbie and Carl and me. And Carl has been moshing around his uh, outside studio, hasn't he? He's been ripping things around, knocking things off the wall because he loves that track. I do love that track. I, I, I just think it's it does what it says on the tin. They annihilate you. And that's uh, what with you've that. done in your shed, isn't it? There's little tykes, cars and inflatable pools and everything going all over the place. Yeah, hula hoops, um, antifreeze. Is that what you're box drinking? Of the X-Files, box of Cronenbergs. All of this sort of shit is going on. Hey, and maybe, maybe that's why your hangover was so bad the other day. You didn't mix the 1664 and the, um, the Cronenberg and the, and the antifreeze up, did you? I reckon my hangover would have been worse... Uh, would have been less sorry if I had the antifreeze as opposed to the fucking Cronenberg. I don't know. In fact, I'm going to do a substitute. I'm going to drink the antifreeze, and then when my car uh, frosts over, I'm going to stick fucking Cronenberg over it or something. I strip the if I want to strip paint off of my uh, my banisters at fucking in my uh, on my staircase or something because yeah, fucking dreadful hangover. But annihilation. Are they London boys? Elimination. Elimination, sorry. Are they London boys? Uh, they're, um, then they're Shrapnel's neck of the woods. They're they, Ipswich, oh, Ipswich, Suffolk. That, okay. That's why I was doing the, uh, the high, high six local. You know, they're all, they, they, the boys were joking <laughs> when they were on the show saying that, you know, that's why they said, so, you know, that, that's why they can't find drummers because they've all got six fingers and webbed toes. They find it quite difficult to play double bass. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. But I, I, I do, I, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm desperate to go and see some live shows with them because I just think that's a real kind of, as we were saying, weren't we, keeping it nice and fresh. That's as fresh as a daisy, that one. Yeah, and, and they're in the middle of doing a full album as well. I know uh, the Neil and the guys posted not long back that they're working on a full album, so that's uh, that'll be really... With a drummer? With, yeah, I was going to say, with drive drummer? I don't know. I'll... I'll, I'll um... Neil had me on his radio show, but I didn't get mm. chance to ask him any questions. So I'll, uh, I will, I will find out if they found someone or they're going to use a session. But to be honest, that track's so brilliant. You don't, I don't even know there's no drummer there. No, no you can it. tell with some bands when there's a program drums. But yeah, it's not God That flesh, does it? not sound. No, yeah, <laughs> it is absolutely sounds like a real acoustic kit on that one, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, hundred percent. So I, I think we're going to use this segment for a bit of a. What's what's next? What's next for moshing the roof on? Yeah. Whoa. Well, I'll probably be We're, volume three, won't it? <laughs> are we not thinking live show? Would uh, you like to do a live show? Uh, Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it it's been spoken about. Obviously, what's the vision for that? What would be your ideal vision for a live show tour, whatever? An urban festival in Wembley? Yeah, on, I'll be on the uh, I'll be on the uh, the Titty Malfuck, um, yeah. Mal Campbell stage with uh, all my bands. Yeah, uh, I think um, I think what I'd, in my in my mind, what I'd like to do is over a couple of months do four or five gigs in different areas mm-hmm. with a couple of the local bands that have contributed to Volume One or Volume Two and tank some bands from somewhere else. So mm. if we're like playing... cross-pollination yeah, sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. If we're going to go and play... If we're going to go and play in Manchester, you know, we'd have maybe, I don't know, Tortured Demon and Steel Mage would be on the show. But I'd want to take... You know, I'd want to grab Temper Shop from London and Scar by Truth from 
Newcastle area or Novichok or, you know, and take those into there. Or And then I'd like to play one local. It'd be nice if it did gigs next to me. I'd like, you know, come and do Bristol or Cobblestones in Bridgewater. And then I'd get, you know, the the Welsh bands over, you know, Excursia and Sepultura and those guys over and then bring some guys down from, you know, bring someone from Illyrian, like maybe Illyrian from the Midlands, although they come this way. And then, and then, you know, one of the jock bands or, you know, get kind of Black Talon from the first album or, you know, so it'd be, it'd be really cool to try and use what we've got in the same way the album does really to, to get people to be heard by people that they might not get exposed to. Mm. Obviously that costs money and that's, you know, kind of, as I, we were kind of alluding to before, I don't want to say to band, do you want to come and do a charity album? Feel free to fill your own car with petrol and meet me in a car park outside, you know, in Bridgewater. Mm. It's mm. only a nine and a half hours drive. You'll, you'll be fine. You know, so it, it's got to be, it's got to be, they've got to break even on it at least. You know, yeah. the guys that, you know, and then, you know, the guys have got to, got to be at the point that they're going to get paid petrol money for whatever it is they do, you know, and, and they so, but yeah, so the, that's kind of the vision. But I don't know. It, I, I may I take any what they offered if they want to. You know, if um, if uh, Bloodstock want to offer me the metal to the massive stage, I'll have that for a day. You know, Thursday Thursday on the metal massive stage that'd be nice. Um, I don't know if if a promoter said, "Do you want to fancy doing something?" You know, and collaborate. I just really like to take it on the road and just do that. You know mm. what we do on album, but do it in you know in a in some sort of live venue. I just think it'd be really cool. But in reality, with the amount of backlog everyone's got of gigs, you know the amount of rebooking that everyone's doing this year, it's probably going to be as part of Volume Three. I, I'd like to do something maybe next summer. You know, do a mm. an all day an all day festival maybe. You know, that's the other one. I, mm. I love the things like uh, Full Thrash Assault that used to go on in the Snooty Fox in Wakefield or. Um, uh, what's the, I can't remember the name of the other festival, but there used to be another couple of you know over in in fact Norwich Way those, those Thrashosaurus Thrashosaurus you know I'd love to be able to do something like that and you know that that'd be you know that'd be fucking awesome if we could if we could do something to that scale but hey I know you know. <laughs> I know fuck all. I know fuck all about fuck all. I know fuck all about music. I know fuck all about putting an album out. I don't know fuck all about putting gigs on. But it'd be really, it'd still be really cool to, you know, to somehow make that happen. But in terms of making it happen, you'll make it happen, and um, you know, with the same kind of enthusiasm that you've had with the CDs. But it's gonna have more of a captive audience at a kind of place like that, a festival, a one day thing. Whereas going to see. Temper shot on a Wednesday night with Illyrian supporting and possibly uh, Steel Mage, and you know, regardless where they're from, you know, they're just three names. All the all the will in the world, you know, we 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 love our music and we want to go out to gigs every night of the week. It's not physically possible, you know. These I saw Bangover in Guildford um, eighteen months ago. There must have been 10 people there, you know, yeah. if that. And and it's shocking, really, because these bands are the bands we're talking about. It's like the, the you know, we're saying that, that they're, they're like the, the new level of um, UK thrash. Whereas a, a one day kind of one afternoon captive audience festival, you know, you're going to get people there and no yeah. one's going to well, I say no one's going to be out of pocket. It's as so long as it's run well, you're going to have people there that want to see the band. Yeah, exactly. What about, uh, sorry, Neil, just about right. what, what about um, uh, sort of like a, a stage? You say Bloodstock, you know, that Bloodstock right up there. What about um, uh, something like, uh, what's it, Uprising? 
Yeah. Okay. Like hijacking a, because they do a day before, a day after, and the Saturday is at the, at whatever venue they decided, the big venue. Fire Could fire. you hijack or, yeah. Hey, who, who, who knows? You know what I mean? And it's one of these very small worlds, isn't it? You know, we, 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 we know mm. people and we don't, you know, we know people by, we do it in the band, in the, in the club, don't we? You, you talk about things and then you realise the band you're talking about, he's the bloke who's, you're chatting to in the club about it. He's the guitarist or something. So, mm. hey, never, never say never. You know, some of these things, you know, I, yeah, yeah, it, it could happen. It could happen, but it's got to be, it's got to be the right time. And as I said, it's got to be, you know, after the last year and a half we've had, it's got to be bloody safe. Cause I, you know, yeah. and, and it's got to be, you know, it can't just be, if I'm going to do it, I want to feel like I've been involved with it. I don't want, I don't want to kind of just, you know, slap my logo on something and say it's a mosh in the roof on festival. It wants, I, I want to feel like I've been, you know, had, and, and which is probably a promoter's worst nightmare because here's this fucking amateur sticking his nose in and coming up with stupid ideas. But yeah, hey, I, I, you know, we, we know the guys with the, with the, the, the thrash world in the UK is very small and social media and everything has made it even smaller. And, you know, you know, I know, I know Robbie's mentioned it before, but you know, we can, we can message people like H or Nige Rocket from Onslaught or, you know, Aaron from Shrapnel. And, you know, we can message those guys and they interact with us muggles in a normal way. Yeah. Mm. And, and like 30 years ago, you would have never thought of that. I would have been sending a stamped addressed envelope to their management. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's a, it's a different world. So yeah. I, it, Build it and they will come and all that. I re- yeah, we'll make, we will make it happen. And, and in some ways, I know we're going a bit off topic, but I st- I still quite like that kind of um, that mystery of being able to, you know, it, it's great for the club that we can we can message Scott Holderby and ask if he can write uh, an intro or Andy Sneap and you know whilst he doesn't respond to us, yeah, but Scott, he, yeah. ignores, he ignores you, doesn't it? Fuck yeah. Sabbath. No, he's just been very, very articulate because <laughs> busy. that's what he does with his album. It takes months to get that. He's, he's getting the, the post to perfection, Robbie, and then it will be <laughs> sent to you. No, but we, we got replacing, a classic coming up. He's anyway. replacing all the drums with some programmed ones. <laughs> whilst it's really easy and it's great and everyone is onto social media at the moment uh, I still like that kind of mystery and that kind of you know I'm the fan they're the musician and I like them as as a musician and there's, there is that kind of I know they're only saying people we all put our trousers on in the morning or dress or skirt or whatever it is you know we all are just a person but I do like that kind of that that separation between fan and musician it's nice to be a little bit starstruck, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's you know, or talking to people, you know, I think as you get more familiar with people, that becomes less of a, you know, it's kind of, it, you know, we we mentioned H there, you know, we we probably know more about H's life than he, he does at times, you know, because he's kind <laughs> of, you know, especially thank fuck he stopped TikTok, but, you know, we kind of, you know, you see you see a little window into his his life. So we've got, you know, we've got, and, and you know, and obviously I, I crewed for him back for Scarborough and we got Pete and, you know, so there's a really good relationship. But sometimes the bands, even though they're a bit possibly smaller than that, I still, you know, I still get it when I do interviews, especially a band I don't know that I really like their music. You still get a little bit of a a butterfly, and you know, I, when mm. I, when I did all for the Eval interview the other week, I've never met all, you know, and Eval are a big deal, and I, you know, you still get that, you know, that little bit of a thing, and I think it, I think it's still a good thing to have, 
that's what being a fan's about, isn't it? Again, a little, you know, you've got to have that little fanboy moment when, you know, when when you see bands that you kind of you you look up to and you you know you you admire what they kind of do. But I look, I mean, looking at the, you know just the album there, you kind of talking about admiring and looking up to. You know, when you think of some of this, or when you hear some of the musicianship on here, I get certain things out of certain songs, and I think, wow, that is just that's unbelievable. It's like might be just a. It's, there's a particular part in a, in the Tortured Demon song in that Sufferers of the New Plague, and it's where the, the bloke singing just does this kind of, this scream is about near the end, but it just kind of, this breakdown happens. It's like this kind of, I don't know what he does, but this... Go on, do it, do it, do on, it. Go on, right. I thought Robbie was going to burst into flame. He was about to go for it. He was, he was warming up. The gun um, was out the holster. Go on, do it. But, but when I hear that, I just think, wow. And it kind of makes you think, yeah, you're the musician, I'm the fan, and that's what makes you that kind of so good at what you do. I do my job what I do for a day, but you're doing what you do, and it's bloody good. So, you know, that's where you kind of think, wow. And, and there's loads of bits on this album where you get that, whether it be a really hooky chorus or it might be, you know, real, you know, the chug and gallop of like, say, a Thrash and Wolf song or that immediate beefy riff that we heard at the start of that kind of Imperium song. There's so much that you can pick out from this. And it just that's what kind of makes you think, wow, yeah, I'm just the just the fan and they're doing it and they're doing it really well. And it's great. Yeah, 100%. yeah, a little bit like that is. I know it's going to the extreme, but um, I watched a documentary on Elton John, and uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of Elton John whatsoever. I I've never listened to one of his albums. I can barely listen to one of his songs, but I do quite like the guy. I think he's quite funny, and I like it that he. I mean, he's a huge. I mean, he's just massive, isn't he? Apps. I mean, people adore him and would put him right up there. And I, I saw him this this documentary that I saw he was walking through a through an airport and he, he threw a right old paddy he's like I'm not fucking going out there you said this and he said he got a right and I, I said and my wife was saying oh that's a you know we all have to walk through airports and I went no 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 this is Elton John. I don't want Elton John to be like a regular guy. I want him to say, hang around. If I'm going to an airport, there needs to be a fucking midget milking a fucking camel. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not fucking going out there. You know, fuck all of you lot. You know, it's I'm Elton John. This is what I demand. And I quite like that about the big stars. Are you still expecting big stars to demand ridiculously, like ridiculous riders? You want like, I want, I only want blue smarties. Um, you know, you know, yellow, yellow, yellow worms, and um, cider from a uh, a small apple tree in the Greater Hinstanton area. <laughs> what I I think that is is one way to look at it. the other way of looking at it is I don't really want the Axel Roses and James Hetfield to go. Yeah, I bought some milk for one pound twenty the other day. I don't really want that conversation with that person, you know, or to hear that about. Oh yeah, they 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 went and bought some bread. Well, did they? Fuck. Well, fuck that. You know, I, I, you know, we all do that. You know, I want, it, these guys I want you to throw a television out of a window and because <laughs> I know I fucking would. <laughs> At the moment, I'm putting it under something and trying to get it out fully intact so it can stay in my house so I can watch the telly on it. But if I had more tellies than I could know what to do with, yeah, fuck me. Wouldn't you want to throw one out the fucking window? I know I would. <laughs> and and as normal, Carla's gone so far off topic, we never <laughs> knew where to expect. Who'd have thought we would have discussed Elton John? 
Well, well yeah, that's true. All throwing tellies out. But I do think the guys from uh, Thrasher Wolf are throwing tellies out the window that they even can't afford. Do you know what I mean? They're just throwing them out there. They're, they're throwing wolves out. They're throwing yeah, wolves yeah, out, aren't they? Yeah, throw it out there. Going, going off topic, Mad Man Across the Water is a cracking album. I know what that's... Yeah. Who's that by? That's going to put the uh, the cat amongst the pigeons. It's by El- Helton John, as you called him. I think you said Helton. Elton. No, Elton. I said El- Elton. It's the way I, <laughs> the, it's the way I talks, mate. No, so El- what's the album called? Madman on the Water. Anyway, yes. Uh, should we should we move on? <laughs> Sounds fucking dreadful. What song do I know that's on that album? Um, maybe, I, don't, I don't think you will. Maybe none of them, which is why you've got a bad opinion yeah. of Elton John. Yeah. Mm, I only like him when he walks through airports. I don't want to go and fucking see him live. Fuck that. That is potentially the campest thing you've ever said. (laughs) I want to see him walk through airports. On a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about um, Washing the Roof on three then. So you've said you're going to change tact a little bit, or do you feel that you can change tact and, you know, you don't really, it's going to come to you sort of thing as in an, not in an arrogant sort of way, but you kind of feel that you've built up a bit of momentum that bands want to get involved in the, in the next project maybe. Yeah. Uh, you got to be careful because you, you don't want to be, I don't want to come across as like, Hey, we're a fucking big deal now. You need to impress me to be on my fucking album. <laughs> Cause that's not the fucking case. I'll accept anybody, you know, <laughs> but, but I do, you know, I mean, we were talking earlier on about, you know, that, one of the discriminators is having some new tracks. You know, it's a really cool thing to have. And, you know, the, um, the Thrasher Wolf song is brand new. Um, the, uh, the Temper Shot is a brand new remix. It's the first time they've ever been on CD. The Acid for Blood track's bad, brand new. Um, Night Fighters, brand, you know, there's uh, the Blacklist tracks. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying not to forget anybody, but there's a, there's a host of brand new tracks on and And really that's the honey trap of this album is that even if Scar by Truth, sorry, Mike, um, you know, Scar by Truth, so those tracks are coming out over the next few weeks. You know, some some came out the week of the same week of the album, but it was, you know, some are coming out over the next weeks. Some aren't coming out till maybe the summer, a bit later. So I think for the fan, and that sounds really cheesy, but the fan of the album, one of the things is, you know, you could if you could go through and get all those tracks and put them into a playlist from elsewhere. Mm. You know, although when you take out, I'm, I'm doing it for charity, um, that it loses a bit of end. But when there's like half a dozen tracks on there that actually you ain't going to see, you ain't going to listen to that until August or you're not going to hear that until next year or, you know, they've never released this as a single. It was a B-side that they never released or whatever else it is. So what I'd really like to do for the next one is is grow that exclusivity a little bit more. Um, and I'm And I'm hoping that because people now trust me, you know, because at the first year it was like, who is this freaking idiot? You know, what is he doing? And I hope I've built enough relationship with a lot of these guys. And if I haven't built with these guys, there's, you know, that, you know, as I said before, it's a small world. So people know each other and, you know, is this Branny guy all right? Is he going to fuck us over? Is he going to, you know, is he going to, you know, and I'm hoping the answer is no, although, you know, no, you never know. Um, but, you know, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, I'd really like next year to try and have, 
and I'm not be, I'm not saying I want 30 exclusive tracks because that's ridiculous because it's all about recording cycles and but I you know I'd, I'd like to push a few more you know if we could have 10 exclusive tracks on there I'd be pretty chuffed with that I know you know or you know just th- just things that are a little bit different or you know and I said it doesn't have to be exclusive it's only ever going to be on the album but even if I can have it to you know if you're going to release your album in June and I can then release one track in April you can release it as a single the following week if you like but it's really cool to have you know it just it create it's great to create hype around and that's what it's about because if I can create hype and create interest people want to buy it and most people go well I only really want that song you know but it's only a tenner for the whole album so I'm not going to buy you know and I, I've only had I've only sold one song off the album as a song on its own digitally wow. Everyone, everyone else has bought the whole album. Yeah. So yeah. whoever came along and brought Imperium, the one song, <laughs> it was like, but someone, someone, hey, I'm, I'm taking, you know, I'm, I'm taking the mix. Off. I find it quite amusing, but it, it's obviously they really wanted that track, and they've, they've come to, you know, come to us and bought it, and, and that's really cool. If you only want to buy one track off me, and you want to pay one pound fifty for one track or a tenner for a whole album. Yeah, you know, fill, fill that's your, your issue. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, but I, I'd like some more of those exclusives if I could. You know, I, I you know, unfortunately this year um, we were trying to do a uh, a collaboration album, so the uh, the how affected, um, sorry, not album single, sorry, the how affected the blacklist and the Thrasher Wolf guys were trying to do a cross band, you know, UK Thrashers you know all stars i think we were kind of jokingly called it and they were going to get you know they were going to get people introduced guest solos and they, and just because of covid it never happened but if i could have something like that on there as you know or you know i, d- I don't know that would spearhead it nicely wouldn't it yeah yeah and, and you know uh you know the hell affected lads were trying to do me a single and then you know they went through you know kind of lineup issues and things like that you know so you know Liam's on a promise to give me something new and fresh next year you know otherwise I'll cut his balls off so you know that's a, <laughs> you know that's that's all really good but there's there's you know I've got I've got three bands who have already offered tracks for next year and they're all saying it won't you know it'll either be a different version that's going on our album or it won't be on the album it'll be something we were going to do as a b-side later on that you can have so and that and for me, that that's a sweet spot, isn't it? You know, and mm. hopefully for you guys in the in the in the webosphere, that's the bit that really excites you. You know, oh yeah, you know, that's the that's the you know the opening track on here is the brand new Blacklist single. You know, yeah. and they're not releasing it till the week after next. I'm gonna li- I'm gonna listen to mm. it moshing the roof on two weeks early, mm. and you know, and and hopefully it builds hype that when the guys do release it, you've already heard a track off the new album. And you want to go and buy the whole album. It goes back to that, you know, the reciprocational benefit mm. of support Mosh and the Roof on, support this, and hopefully, you know, good things will happen to you because people will come and buy your album when you release it. Mm. Hopefully Chris from Sourceside will um, have some new stuff by then. That'll be good. Yeah, when he finishes edumacating himself, I think yeah. he's got a couple of months left of uni and he'll be, uh, you know, he'll be uh, he'll be there, him and, uh, him and the guys, are, you know, and, and they're exactly the sort of band that, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I know if I, if we get the cycle right and it's all about timing it is, you know, I can't say, please don't release your new album in February. Cause I want the new track in April. You know, I'm, I'm still going to have plenty of those tracks that are out there and available, but it, it'd just be really nice if we can try and, you know, try and 
balance. What about? Sorry, go on. Oh, no. Without naming names, okay, or you can name as many names as you want. Is there any bands out there that you are kind of got your kind of post-it note up and your, their, their name is on your post-it notes kind of thinking, I need them? Or is it kind of you, you just seeing how it goes? Um, a little mix of both. The, uh, um, the Madder Side guys. Okay. Um, they've, they're, you know, they're going in the studio this year. Um, I don't because know they went away and then came back again. Yeah, said, they, they? they're another band that they kind of formed. They got a bit of a groundswell. They broke up and they and they've got that one song, Death March, that you guys have played on the on the. You know, I've played quite a few times. Um, you know, providing that keeps going with a full head of steam. You know, I'd love because that Death March is brilliant. That's a that's a ripper. Mm. So you know, those guys, um, Tom from Devastator. You know, love to have those guys on. You know, th- that was the band I said I should have asked because I, yeah. you know, I spoke to Tom afterwards. He goes, "Well, you could have had something from us." And I, 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 the problem is, and this is part of the learning curve, and and it's kind of quite a, a complex thing. And we've kind of discussed about when does being on a label mean you don't own your own music anymore? And mm. when, like, so I've been really lucky on this guy. I got permission from Metalville. Solitary went to Metalville and said. You know, this is a cause we support. They'd obviously released their track Catharsis, which was all about um, the homelessness problem themselves. Last the, the the previous track they gave me, they were they were kind of self-releasing or on like, independent, so they didn't have to ask permission. But this time they went to Melville and asked permission, and Melville came back within an hour and said yes. You know, it was that quick. Um, obviously, Coke and Virus got combat permission. Um, so. But that's and a well whole... respect to those two organisations for yeah, doing exactly. that. That is fantastic, isn't it? But but you know, as I as I've kind of got to know a little bit more, and again, it's part of that learning curve as I do more stuff for the podcast and things like that. A lot of these bands, even though they're on labels, the labels are only releasing the physical merchandise. You know, they the labels are investing in helping them get physical, but they're not. They don't own the mo- music, the copyright. You know, I I've got the imagination of how it used to be, I guess, and how the big bands are, and you know, like your solitaries and your acid rains and your onslaughts and people like that, that are on a label, which means the label have bought the rights to all that music. And you've got to go mm. through copyright prescriptions and, and all that lot. And I didn't, I never wanted to get tied up in that. I don't want letters from lawyers that I promise. And, and then, you know, that's why I've never done Spotify because I don't want to get caught in royalties and all that other sort of stuff. But, but actually I, I think maybe I'm living in 1989 where big labels sign up, but I don't think it's the same as that anymore. And, and you know, and so I might be a bit cheekier next time. I might ask, you know, if Aaron's listening, I'd love to, I'd love a shrapnel track on there, you know, there's things like that, that I, you know, I, so yeah, I might, I might be a bit ballsier and a bit cheekier next time and ask, you know, you can know, but but also I don't want to go and just fill it up with UK stars. I want to I want to make sure that that I still want it to be you know the place where the first time Steel Mage had a sing you know something physical was on moshing the roof on the first time Acid for Blood had it was moshing the roof on the you know, the first you know black you know all these bands. I'm going to sound like the Queen. I named this ship, but we've we've kind of we've launched we've launched careers, and and that's not in a not in a kind of a, a self serving way. But we've we've hopefully given some of these bands the first step onto being recognised by their peers, 
and I and I, I don't want to lose that because it, it it's really you know any any record label can go and do another metal massacre or another you know and decide to to go into contractual negotiations and put ten bands from big labels onto a CD. That's not what it's about. But there's a, there's bands that we all love in the UK that it'd be really cool to have a part of this. So I you know I might be cheeky and go and ask. You can only be told to fuck off so many times, can't you? Yeah, no, with that, that's true. Um, I, yeah, no problem with that at all. But um, I just wanted to just, I don't know how you would say, I mean, obviously you would have a bigger, uh, a, a more informed idea about this. Let's say um, Band Tortured Demon, they are now going on and they are going to be fully record labelled up and it's going to be untouchable maybe. What about bands making like that, sort of like knocking out like a cover version how does that complicate matters as far as, yeah, we could, you know, we've recorded 10 songs and we'll smash out a song for Moshing the Roof on. It's going to be a, a rough, ready, one-take special cover version of whatever and we'll give it to you. Does that cause more problems than it solves? I think it does. Uh, again, mm. it's, you know, in my, in, my, in my lack of knowledge, but, you know, my understanding of... With that, you know, in fact, you could m- mention in the Shrapnel guys again, you know, they, they knocked out that brilliant cover of Sodom uh, mm. the other week. Saw as a law, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if they need permission from Sodom to play their music. And, I, I you know, I mean, that's a, that's a well out, you know, I'm sure some clever chap will tell me how it works. I, I've got a bit of an understanding of some sort of copyright because of, you know, I've always been really worried about being stung on the podcast for playing something and getting taken to court. And I know we've spoken about, yeah, you shouldn't really use that, but you can use 30 seconds if you're doing it for a review and all that sort of, mm. so, you know, but yeah, I, I don't know where, I don't know where cover songs sit really. Cause you know, the original, the original owner has a, has a right for you, you know, for any money's raised, or at least a contribution. And, you know, and I think if you listen back to Talking Bollocks and things, H had to go to Suzanne Vega and get permission to do a cover version. And, you know, there, there must be some sort of contractual permissional, I don't, and I don't know if that's word of mouth contract or if it's, you know, something drawn up by some overpaid sharp suit, you know, legal lizard. But you know, I, I yeah, I, I I don't I don't know. I really I really don't know. You know, it's one thing playing a covered sat live, but uh, yeah. Mm. I, I I just think that'd be really great, wouldn't it? Um, to to break the album up slightly even more would be a tune that you know by a band that has knocked it out specially for you. I I, I just think that's really, that would be quite special. But you're right. You don't really want to go. You're, Day in court because of that, do you? No, no, exactly. And uh, the the other thing, obviously, that's been suggested is someone suggested that CD three could be international bands. It's like, oh, okay. it's like what part of what part of fuck off do you not understand? If you think, <laughs> if you think okay. I'm going to, tr- if you think I'm trying to try and coordinate forty five bands, you can think again. <laughs> but so but, you. you- that is that is official because that was going to be another question. I'm sorry, I'm taking up all your question time, Robbie. Um, but um, I, we we've got friends with lots of bands that are of um, the level that we're talking about with Mosh and the Roof on, and they are international. They are some in Germany, aren't they? Some in yeah. South America and so on. You wouldn't consider those. Uh, n- n- never say never, but. 
I don't know. It's a bit of a tangible, isn't it? It's like, you know, it goes back to the whole charity thing. It's UK bands supporting a UK charity to support the UK homelessness child. If I was going to do, a, you know, um, if I was going to go all Bob Geldof and try and raise some money to, you know, to give feed, us your fucking money. <laughs> that, maybe that's next year's. But, you know, if... And, <laughs> If if that was the case, and it was for an international cause, you know, if it was for a, 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 a kind of a, a problem, you know, a drought or a, a, a kind of natural disaster that we were trying to raise something for something for a, a third party, I think that makes more sense. And I could go and grab the guys in, you know, uh, Ultimate Power Corrupts, and I can go and grab the guy, you know, some of the, you know, all these bands that we know through the club and you know, you could probably go, would you do, and we'd do something like that. But I think this is, this is kind of a little bit insular for, for the UK. And it, it's, a, you know, part of what it is, is about why I set up the, pot, the show in the first place and the website and the social is, it's actually about promoting the UK scene. The, the charity is a, a lovely flip side, isn't it? And, you know, so it gives you that warm and fuzzy feeling. But actually, my, my heart and my passion is about growing the UK scene and making sure that people in the UK scene have seen and it's they're not you know not laughed at and ridiculed and you know in in unless it's by me and now that's fine but uh, you know it's kind of it's kind of I I, I want to give them that little bit of a showcase if for what it's worth and uh, you know it's debatable how big a showcase that is but that that's what it's about really is about that you know that, that kind of. And that probably limits the audience. It probably means I'm only going to sell you know I'm never going to sell millions of CDs all around the world, but. Mm. But that's okay. We still, I think we sold about 30 international copies this year. So, you know, they, well, about half a dozen went to the States, um, Belgium, Netherlands, Germany. So, the, you know, they are going, they, they are going, but, you know, when, when the cause is so central to the kind of the, the UK psyche, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, reciprocate that unless you went to a big international charity, I think. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> Rob, should we have some music then? Let's have a choice from Robbie, shall we? Yeah, because Robbie's been almost silent. Go on, Robbie. I've um, been allowed, have I? To be fair, with me and you talking, he ain't got much chance, <laughs> has he? Yeah. Right. Have you got any Robbie, albums on? Have you talked too, like too much, mate? You talked too much, mate. Yeah, so we're not going to have any other than John. Okay, well, I'll choose something off washing the roof on. Uh, well, it could, I mean, for me, it could be that such is a strength in, in all of the 30 tracks. I mean, I just find something in, in all of them. I've been listening to it regularly. I know, you know, in the, um, the Iron Maiden daily that we, we're all uh, part of and we're passionate about. And, um, uh, someone made a suggestion, what are your top three, uh, kind of albums of the year so far? And the thing is, there's just so much that I have kind of picked up on this year in terms of what I like it's very hard to make a top three and I'm hearing something all the time something different I'm thinking hang on a minute I like that I like this I like that and it's like this on your album this Mosh in the Roof on album could quite easily in terms of um, how much I've listened to an album this would be up there with any album in terms of how much I've listened to it's just it's been constantly in, in my my van CD player it's been on my Spotify um, so, yeah, getting back to, I mean, I'm going to go for Dead Before Morning, The Surgeon in Black. Excellent choice. 
Maori Kelly. Six little whores, glad to be alive. One side was up to Jack and then that I find. I'm Red Jack. Springfield Jack. Jack from hell, from hell, from hell, from hell. Not the good shepherd. Not the prince of peace. Jack the Ripper.
Okay, yeah, Dead Before Morning. That was The Surgeon in Black. And um, I've, I've put gaffer tape over Branny and Carl there, so I've got 30 seconds. So do not even get out of that gaffer tape, boys. Yeah, that was my choice. It could have been one of, uh, could have been a handful of tracks on the, the strength of this CD. But I just love the, the fact that there's some songs on this album that are just so immediate. You know, you've got something like Novichok, that is just like straight away, it's there. It's just, um, it, it's a thrash banger straight away. But then you've got a song like this, Dead Before Morning. Slight contrast in that, that it has a little introduction. It might be a little bit of a vocal kind of piece at the beginning, a bit like that kind of acid for blood, the burn die. You know, they're really setting the scene. There's an atmospheric. And I love the kind of, the characteristics going on with this Dead Before Morning song. It's about, you know, obviously Jack the Ripper and, and it's real kind of sets the tone and it takes a while to get into it. But when it does, it chugs along. I think as um, as someone said when it was reviewed, it chugs along nicely and it really does. So, yeah, it could have chosen a few, but I thought that one would vary it up a bit. And they're local lads to us, mate, aren't they? Local boys. And you can hear that as well. Sometimes I think, you know, if you're listening to... Not that you would be listening to, but some people might choose to listen to pop punk. And if you did, then, um, you know, you don't know if they're from England, uh, Wales, America, Jamaica, you know, wherever, because that vocal is that very kind of transatlantic style. Whereas this, you can hear that they're very much an English, you know, a Southern English band. And it's great that bands are singing and being as they are. It's not trying to be an American band or, you know, a German band or whoever. They're just being themselves. And you can hear that in the vocals, you know, whether it be in the spoken word or whether it be in the, the sung vocals. And it's great. I've never had those guys on the show, so I'm hoping that you know there's an excuse to grab them on because I've, uh, I, you know, they're they're kind of they're slightly mature. I don't know, they're not, you know, they're not the key one of the 
the younger bands on the album. Okay. So, you know, at least from the picture. So, I, yeah, I, d- I really don't know much about them, but I de- definitely want to uh, get them in the show over the, you know, the coming months. Another, you know, on my long list of people to try and grab at some point in kind of uh, find out a little bit about their superhero backstories. And was it were they easy to get hold of for the album in, in dealing with bands? You know, and that's the thing, you know, dealing with bands. Is it how easy is it? In, I know we've touched upon it, but you know, take for example, without highlighting, but Dead Before Morning, you know, you said you haven't had them on the show, but you've obviously had some communication with them. Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember, you know, obviously 30 bands are trying to cipher them through, but as as they don't as they don't strike out as being a pain in the arse, they must have been fairly easy yeah. to deal with. I think they were one of the bands that went, oh yeah, we've got this, we're going to do this track, here's your form, here's your track, here's your graphics, here's your picture, here's your logo, just tag us in, cheers mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that was kind of, and it was easy as that, and, you know, and, and probably, you know, 60, 70% of the bands, it's exactly like that. You know, it, it is pretty, you know, once they've agreed they're going to do it, it's all pretty, uh, it's all pretty transactional. And, you know, so yeah, it's, uh, there's no, uh, there's very, the only person I ever have to chase is Mike Todd because he's always the last to finish editing. And he, and he, he now sees it as a pride, you know, that's his pride and joy. Even mm. if he's not last getting me material, I have to tell him he is, because otherwise he thinks he's failed. There you go. Well, that there's the trick, isn't it? Mike, we're waiting on you, mate. Even if no one else has got their material in, Mike, yeah. we're waiting on you. He'll smash it in, and then you go, do you know what? Scar by Truth, first one on the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. Lovely. <laughs> but do you know what, Mike? Yeah, so um, Mike Todd's kind of prides himself now in being the last person to uh, submit his track. So even when he's not the last, uh, we let him think he is just because it makes him feel happy to be the one that's kept me on tenterhooks for longest. He likes adding grey hair into my life. Well, you say, you, you say he's the last, but on the T90, Branny, he was the first. We did a T90 for the club. Uh, 12 members, most active members that were on your CD from Mosh and the Roof on Volume 2. We approached them to see if they could take part in the feature that we do once a fortnight for the club, um, where they come up with, normally it would be one person comes up with 10 songs, but we thought, no, one person comes up with one song and it makes the playlist, the compilation. And Mike Todd was um, first up. His, his was, I Live, You Die, Flotsam and Jetsam. I just say this is a bit deja, deja vu. I've kind of feel like I've been here before, but yeah, go on, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's a good way to kick off we did two sides side a side b mm. and it formed a nice break in the because obviously what we were doing was two or three reviews a day uh for moshing the roof on for the the, the fortnight um so we just kind of varied it up a bit because we we kind of suspended normal club practice didn't we and club features so it, it varied it up a bit i think then, it was um, nice. I think it was nice that the bands that we were talking about, you know, we'd we'd mentioned, I know, we'd reviewed Illyrian the day before, and then Acer comes in and talks about, you know, he chooses Silosis and why he's chosen Silosis. And it, it's quite a good insight into where these guys have come from. You know, Mike was the same, you know, we know he's a massive Flots fan. And, you know, and and it's kind of it kind of it's nice to see where either how diverse, how how different they are to the song that they choose, or actually that you can hear something that kind of, that's maybe pulled through a little bit. 
I have to say mm. they were all just fantastic as well. All of the musicians that I approached, you know, and they are all active members. And this is a great thing that they're not just there for their kind of promotion of their bands. They're there also to kind of enjoy the club, which is really heartening for myself and no doubt for Carl, that people want to engage in the club, mm. want to take part in the features. Uh, and it's not just for the kind of promotion of their bands. If, if they get something for their band out of the club, brilliant. But if they're, they're just commenting and liking posts as well because they want to be there, then it's great as well. And, and we like that as well. You know, they so they, they get something out of it. They get a, a song on or an album on. Well, we're all Thrash fans. So why wouldn't we? You know, just because you've made it and you're promoting it, great. Um, and I think that's... Um, so good, like like um, Neil said, that the the scene is is small in the respect that we are a close knit community. I'd like to say that we're more close knit than small, but yeah, definitely close knit. And it's a case of if no one else is going to help our scene, we'll just fucking do it ourselves. And if that's a case of I've got some music, would you stick it on? It, it I think it's pretty cool. Let's see who else thinks it's pretty cool then, because we are the ones who are listening to this music every day. And we are the, I think, the best judges of that. Do you know what I mean? As far as thrash metal is concerned, and certainly UK thrash metal, I think we are the best judges. The, the, the club members, who whether in a band or not, are the best judges of that, aren't they? Because we, we listen to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I think that's one of the, you know, the, the nice things about the club on the, on the, on Facebook, you know, you go a lot, of, I'm on a lot of different Facebook sites and I, I end up muted them because a lot of them are nonstop self-promotion and you know, the, the benefit is obviously no one can post and start a thread on the, on the, on the club with, unless it's one of you two. So you, you know, there, there's less people just, Oh, you know, listen to my podcast, listen to my music. Listen. So you don't get any of that. And, and, and I think that makes it, you know, you're not you. You're there to be part of the community, and not there to sell your soul. And I think that's what makes it really nice. And and you know, you I know you guys work hard to give as many people shouts outs as you can. And you know, as the clubs got bigger, that's got even harder. And you know, and and you know, we those of us who kind of appreciate that bigger scene don't want to take up all the time. You know, it's like, no, don't, don't talk about, you know, I've got fuck all useful to say this week. Go and talk about, because there's loads more great shit going on from the, the wider scene. And that, and I think that 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 comes across in the group. And I think that's why it's a night, you know, we kind of jokingly call it the kind of the, the nicest thrash metal site on Facebook. And but I think that's true because you're not, you know, without blowing smoke up your two asses, it's, it is, you're not, you're not getting that constant bombardment of people trying to fucking ram you ram it down your throat. Yeah, this is, this is great. I'm yeah. about to have a wank, mate. It's great. <laughs> Another one. Turn your video off, Carl. Turn your video off. <laughs> no, you're witnessing it. <laughs> no, but, but you know what I mean? That it, it, You know, all these bands are working hard to promote themselves and sometimes it gets too much. <laughs> and, and it does feel like, you know, we fuck off. And I'm as guilty about it. When I was flogging the album, I'm fucking everywhere. It's like without, you know, without Belen with the bloody cherry album, please piss off for five minutes. But, you know, ho hopefully, you know, you're, you're still a safe place and we don't, we don't need to do that, but everyone still gets a little bit in the limelight. I do think it was, a. I mean, it was probably a quieter week, a quieter fortnight 
um, than we'd normally have. But it's because it's a UK centric album, isn't it? And mm-hmm. whilst we are predominantly a UK members club, we do have a hell of a lot of members that actively engage in the club, in the thrash metal album, the Fortnite club that are from abroad that aren't not just UK. Um, but there's no way we wouldn't, you know, we could turn the clock back and someone said, would you, would you put in a, another album in there instead of this? Not at all. You know, if it's raising the, the, the awareness of homelessness, not only in the UK, but it might be raising awareness of homeless elsewhere. You know, the fact that bands are putting their name to an album about homelessness, albeit that the money is going to a UK based charity. Um, absolutely. We, we wouldn't change a thing, would we, Carl? Because the, no. No, and it's just the fact that the UK bands that are putting their name to it are getting some promotion as well. If it's a quiet week in the club for, for two weeks, so be it. You've enjoyed mm. a bit of peace and quiet, haven't you? It's been like having a Christmas, <laughs> summer holiday. It's like having a little break, yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is a, a good way to explain exactly what happened. I mean, because we put the shout out, would you like to uh, review a track to the members? And we got a host of guys going, yeah, I'm, I'm up for that, I'm up for that, I'm up for that. And it kind of worked out almost perfectly that everyone would do two each. We kind of, a, a little bit like you, Brandy, with the band, it was like, right, I... Not sure. I'm up for it. Robbie's up for it by default. I kind of elected him. I kind of elected you. I kind of elected Mr. Bolton. And I've gone, right, because I, I know uh, Neil Bolton pretty much reviewed every hour, every song when oh, when we'd done this the first time on, uh, for, for Mosh and Roof on one. So it was kind of right, right, you're all in. That we we if if only us, uh, if I put the call out, put the back signal up and no one responds, we will do all 30 tracks. And if that's five or six each, I think we're all up for doing it. And I think that would have been a yes. But then to have so many other people just come in, members going, yeah, yeah, I'll do a track. I'll do a track. I'll do a track. And um, it just made it so cool. And so I put the the bat signal up. We sorted it all out. We had uh, one kind of meeting like this, didn't we, almost for a better words, where we said, well, we'll do this, we'll do this, and we'll do this. And then that's how the week is going to go or the fortnight is going to go. We had one of those meetings and pretty much everything fell into place. My big fear was we're going to ask the members to do it and they're not going to review it or we're going to be constantly, look, your review is up next. It's in two days time. Where's your review? The day that you, Neil, that you put your um, opening statement out on the Thursday, we had 28 of the tracks reviewed. Yeah. And not only that, verified by you and scheduled to go up. Yeah. And 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 then we titivated and improved on some of those. Not that mm. they were bad, but, you know, I, I think a couple of people who, you know, who did some extremely funny reviews realised that maybe they should talk about the music. <laughs> yeah. But there- the enthusiasm was unbelievable and the camaraderie that we had was fucking brilliant. I'd love to get a photo of all of us together in one room saying this is the review. This is the review team for this particular album. That messenger chat we had was probably, you know, that for a couple of weeks, that Facebook messenger group that we had with all the reviewers was the most, you know, that made our uh, Iron Maiden daily look like a little quiet 
place, didn't it? It was like, yeah. it was like being thrown into the lion's den and thought either there was some there was some randomness going on. And you were going, can you just extract all the reviews from that? No, it's like there's been about five thousand posts since yeah. this morning. We should we should mention that the reviewers then uh, Rich Tricky Hudson. Uh, he 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 undertook a, some uh, two reviews. He of Heavy Claw possibly on the next volume two volume three album. Neil, yeah. no doubt. He's on the show in the next couple of weeks. I've got fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Pugh, of course, fantastic writer, as is Paul Hutchins. And Hutch uh, stepped up to the mark and did an extra couple of reviews as well. So that was really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham Meldrum and um, Darren, obviously, he would step up because he's the nicest guy in the world ever. Darren uh, Rob, yeah. Acer, and this is what's great, Acer that's involved in the CD as well, that uh, kind of got on board as well and wrote some reviews um, of, of Illyrian. Mm. Not reviews of Illyrian. He didn't review his own band, did he? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) We wouldn't let him mark his own homework. (laughs) Andrew Matthews. We had John Wig. Um, We had Dylan Jones. Jamie Kinghorn. Kevin Adamson. We had yourself, Neil. And Craig Cooper as well. So it's a big thanks to all those guys. Like Carl said, you know, the the back call went out and the reviews were in pretty much, you know, instantly. It was amazing. I think I got away without reviewing anything. I think I just had to do some Weasley words at the start and finish of it all. Yeah, well, you did. You did the intro and the outro. Yeah, no, that was good because it's like, otherwise it's like choosing out your favourite children, which yeah. one to talk to. Yeah. It was like last year, I felt really guilty, <laughs> but it was nice not having to uh, to give my judgment on any of them because I love you all equally, children. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I will give a, a shout out to Mr. Uh, Bilby, who we did include, but uh, there was a communication breakdown. I think that's what it was as far as Messenger was concerned. And when I asked him for his reviews, he said, I, I wasn't aware that I needed to do any. Um, so I was like, he, mute, uh, he muted our fucking Facebook chat because he couldn't deal with all the shit that was going on. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But it, it, and. I want to do a special shout out to John Deary, who, when he saw that the the members, I think he must have missed the post when I put the bat signal up. Um, he then said, "If if there's any songs going, I'm I'm quite happy to do some." And I said, "Look, we've we we've got all of them done, apart from two, and I just want to give the guy enough time to to write them if he indeed he is writing." And I I made a bit of a mistake where I thought I had about four or five days before those songs came up. When I had that conversation on Messenger with John Deary, I then looked and it was the next day. And I was like, oh, shit, I need to get these reviews done. And that's when Paul Hutch stood up and said, uh, if you need those two done, I'll give me an hour and I will do them. And I didn't want to burden John with it. And I knew that Paul would relish in that challenge of getting um, some words out in that kind of short space of time, which he actually absolutely hit on the mark. Yeah. Um, um, the benefit was he'd already reviewed it for Musipedia of Metal as well. So he'd kind of, he'd spent a lot of time with the album by then. So he, he you know, he was, and he was, a, he's a review machine anyway, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I gave it to the machine and he absolutely produced. But um, what we will talk about in a little bit uh, with my live housekeeping, John Deary is going to be the first gentleman by default and gets the first pick of what I'm going to say. That statement will make sense a bit later on when we talk about it later on. But thanks to all the reviewers for being so prompt, so funny, so enthusiastic. It, it was a great, 
And I think everyone was a little bit, oh, is that it? We, I thought this was going to go on and on and on and on. You were so efficient. It didn't go on. It was like a matter of 72 hours and it was done. <laughs> yeah, and that, and, and that goes double for me. You know, it's all, you know, it's, it, it's not my work, but you know what I mean? I, I'm kind of collate as the, as the kind of collator, I'm always scared of putting it out there and people are oh, fucking out. Hate. You know, but no one did that. Everyone, you know, loved everything that they got dished out by the lucky dip of reviews. And, you know, I can't, you know, couldn't be happier. And, you know, as everyone knows, I shared them all via my social feeds and the bands loved it, you know, and we're getting retweets from the bands about what had gone out. And, and, that, and again, that's what it's all about. You know, that, that sharing, you know, if you can't buy merch, if you can't, you know, buy a physical CD, you know, sharing a band's as important as anything and showing, you know, sharing positive reviews with your mates is the best thing in the world to, to, to help bands grow, really. Rob, do you want to run down the, the T90, mate? Absolutely. While we're here, I wanted to just make sure that we do give the guys a, a thank you anyway. So we, we mentioned that Mike uh, chose I Live, You Die uh, as a starter from Flotsam and Jetsam. We then Flotsam John, Death. Yeah, Flotsam Till Death. We have John Beavis, who went for Agent Thrash, Dust Bolt. Dust Bolt. Uh, they're in the Hall of Fame in the club. Yeah. And yeah, fantastic. Really, once they get going, uh, that they, they really do get rip um, Dust Bolt. We then... Luke from Temper Shot, he went for Bad Omen, Megadeth. Not a normal choice of a, you know, if someone said, what song are you going to choose from Megadeth? Well, would it be that? Possibly not. But what a great song it was to come up with. Really cracker. You then had Tyler from um, Blacklist. He went burned at the stake for a band that I had not heard of, Morbid Saint. But when you listen to it, it was a great, great song. And it really varied up the the, the playlist here, you know, it's a real kind of blackened, you know, dirty thrash song. This was almost death like, but it was cracking. Liam from Bolt Thrower, uh, not from Bolt okay. Thrower, Liam from Hellfected. <laughs> Liam from Hellfected. I thought he would go for a Bolt Thrower song, but he went for Lack of Comprehension from Death, which was uh, again a great, great in, you know, inclusion. And then closing things off uh, is a great end to, to, to side A. Chris from Sorticide, a subtle induction from Dark Angel. From who, sorry? Uh, I said Dark Angel. Uh, Dark Angel. Dark, okay. Yeah, uh, what, a, what a great collection of songs there. New Again, how a T90 should be. Something old, something borrowed, something new, something blue, all the rest of it. Fucking great. Then but Side B, cracking on with Side B. Ben from Imperium, he chose an absolute stormer to kick things off. Hit the lights. What a way to start a, a, a side A. Coke from Virus, in the name of the father and the gun from um, Lars Rocket as well. Uh, a band that have influenced uh, Virus from, you know, and this is a great thing. I was able to communicate with all these people and they were sending the reasons as to why they've chosen these songs. And it just it was just really interesting and really enlightening as to why they've chosen these songs. And it was brilliant. Asa from Illyrian, he went for Apparitions by Carl's favourite man, Siloisis. Siloisis. <laughs> Thank you, PD. Adrian from Day of Wrath, he went for Culture Decay by Heart Attack. Quite an unknown, well, not unknown band, but a lesser known band. But that's a great Ooh. thing. It's, it kind of unearths a lot of people's uh, hidden gems in this. Then you had Daniel from Thrasher Wolf. He went for Enemy of God, Creator. And then finally, kicking things 
to finish things off, Joe from Tortured Demon, Aesthetics of Hate, Machine Head. So rounding things off there. It's a real perfectly formed T90 that, and it was great that all those guys involved in the Mosh in the Roof on were quite happy to put their name to a song and give the reasons for, and it just made some really interesting viewing, uh, listening on that Friday evening. Definitely, definitely. And great that the, the concept worked with the side A and side B for a T90. That's, that's a, maybe we should continue that. You've got to do uh, a, a, a side A and a side B maybe. It's, it goes back to what we were saying about how to position on the album, doesn't it? Mm, you know, that, yeah. that actually takes a little bit of thought. It's not, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. not a scattergun. No, I mean, you know, when you think about it, you know, something like Hit the Lights, it, it's a, it's an album starter, isn't it? So You've got to put of, it at the front of something, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. So, no, absolutely. And it, you kind of, you, you feel invested into it. You don't just go, well, there's 10 songs, take them. You know, you kind of pick a running order and you're kind of a bit geeky about it. And that's what we, we're all here because we are a little bit geeky about our music that we love. So, yeah, it's great to be part of it. And uh, thank you, guys, if you're listening, to mm. taking part in it. Thank you very much. It was a, a, a great playlist to listen to. Which Absolutely. is up on the Spotify and on the YouTube. Quality. Do you want me to do my bit of live housekeeping now? Go mm. for it, mate. So, I mean, we we stopped the show as a po, and I mean that as in pretty much all of our when we had our little meeting, we kind of said that we would pretty much stop everything apart from maybe a couple of couple of features, regular features, and everything else would be dedicated to songs on this band. And I know that's quite extreme because it was quite full on because there's 30, out, 30 songs, isn't there? And I wanted to give each band a, as far as the club was concerned, a, um, uh, a little bit of the spotlight. So we featured each song. But I did think that it's Moshing the Roof on is an important album to us. I know it is obviously to you, Neil. So I thought going forward, I quite liked the the members' input dissecting each track on the album. And because it's an important album, we stopped everything else. So we kind of like stop the show, we'll stop it, and we will just focus on this. So how about, and I think I did mention it in the podcast before, that when an important release comes out, a Metallica. I know Exodus, when was Blood In, Blood Out? Five years ago, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. More than that now, isn't it? Yeah. When that album gets released, it's, uh, you know, all we've got is those, um, that handwritten note from, um, uh, from Gary Holt saying, you know, track one, thrash banger, track, track two, uh, epic ripper, you know, all of that sort of stuff. You know, there's nine tracks there that's going to be released at some point. A Megadeth album is apparently in the can and ready to go whenever things are, are going to happen for them. Dark do Angel. We, Dark Angel. When we when an album like that, do we stop everything like we did for, for Moshing the Roof on and we chuck, we say, right, there are eight tracks on this album or ten tracks on this album. Who wants to review a track and will feature a track every single day with your with a members review of that one track. So we have, let's say 10, 10 tracks on the album, 10 members. And let's say all us three want to do it. And 15 other people want to do it. So that's 18 people will draw out the hat on one of the podcasts and they'll say, right, 
you're out the hat, you get track one. Next one out the hat gets track two. Next one out the hat gets track three, so on and so forth. And then we schedule it up. We stop the show maybe a week or two after the album is released so people have a chance to hear it, dissect it, reflect on it, and then put it to the club. And then we can dissect every album, every track, and then we can put the poll up after all 10 or 12 tracks are reviewed. So we get like a um, an important album that was released at that time reviewed, like in real time, I suppose. What do you think of that idea? Are you asking me or Rob? <laughs> Stun silence. Sorry, I'm listening to El- I, was, I was listening to Elton John on my headphones for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> We're not fucking featuring his new there'll album. Be, there'll be a lot of people, Carl, that only listen to Neil's podcast that'll be thinking, what, what are these guys on about? A club? What, what is this club that they're on about? And, you know, this kind of reviewing things. But that's the great thing. If there are people that don't know about it, come over. We're on Facebook. We're a friendly bunch. It's a nice online community. No doubt you must have heard of it. So come over. But I think it's great. I think if it is a show-stopping album, if it is a big album coming up, absolutely, you know, um, we're going to rule out, you know, the, 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 the mundane, not mundane, but the kind of... Um, not flagship albums, but the, the, like you're saying, it's going to be the next Exodus album. That's a long time mm. coming. So it's going to be a big deal. Absolutely. Let's yeah, do it. it. It shouldn't be one of these albums that is always pumping out. Yeah. You know, it's the next one by them. It's the next one. You know, it's, it's got to be something that's a bit of an event yeah. to make it really mm. work. Because otherwise, you know, you, especially I reckon coming into this year and early next, there's going to be a lot of people who have delayed releases and you could end up potentially never getting another album in the club because you're always doing another another important release. Another social, uh, yeah. showstopper, yeah. It needs to be very an important release for us, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Megadeth, what was their last release? 2016, maybe? Um, when was the last Metallica one? I, I'm, I'm thinking of the, the bigger bands. Acid Rain, possibly, uh, I think would, show, would stop, maybe stop the show. Let's say Reanimator, all of a sudden they release an album. We we would talk about that and we would want that to be a, sto- a showstopper. Just, just things like that, you know, just, just let, this is too important to, to, to uh, not, we, we can't ignore it. Yeah. We're going to be talking about it anyway. Let's throw it open to the members. Let's give everyone an opportunity. And to be honest, I'm up for that. And I know, Robbie would be up for that. And I think you'd be up for that as well, Neil. You would be part of that. But to be honest, I think it's a like we're all part of the same club. And as far as this, um, we need to draw ourselves out the hat. The only stipulation I, I, I take is John Deary, who did put himself forward. He is going to take the pick of the tracks of the next show-stopping album because I really appreciate him coming forward and volunteering to uh to to review those tracks that weren't um and the reasons I given them why I didn't ask him to do it because I didn't want him to say I need them in an hour's time. Are you all right with that? I think that was unfair. So to counteract that unfairness, I would like John Deary to be first on first out the hat and he can have his pick of whatever song of whatever show stopping album that we decide. That's fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Let's put that in scripture then. We'll do that. The hammer's coming down. Sold. 
Great stuff. So where, where does that leave us with moshing the roof on then? It's it's made it to the Hall of Fame. It's it's up there. It's an honorary Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Yeah, it's in there with right. most spades and things like that that didn't need a vote. Yeah, it's um yeah, well, yeah, two times honorary entry. That's not mm. bad going, is it? <laughs> I know I know you know that I um I feel this way, Neil, and I'm gonna speak um on behalf of a lot of people, but I think, you know, publicly I'm gonna say it, you really need to give yourself a pat on the back, mate, because what you have done, you will have made just one, even if you've just made one person's life a little bit of different, which you will have done with the money that you've raised and your endeavours. I think, you know, it, it all kind of plaudits should be on you because you, without you, this wouldn't have happened. Obviously the bands are there, but it needed that kind of organisation. And in whatever way you will have made someone's life different, you will have done it. Um, it might be a meal. It might be a bed for the night. It might be moving on to some kind of home situation. I don't know, whatever, but hopefully you will have made, had a positive impact on someone's someone in that kind of homeless situation. But you've also bought new music to new music, new music to potential new fans of new bands as well, which is fantastic. So um, thank you. Yeah. And I want to elaborate on that as well, because I think you are definitely obviously the center of the wheel and the wheel without that center would just fall apart. It would be hollow. It would be a good idea and nothing else. You have brought that all together and have anchored that beautifully. And I see it that the money that you have raised is like a month's wages for someone that was working in shelter. And I know definitely I agree with Robbie. It's a meal, it's a blanket, it's a this for that homeless person. What I see, it's a worker working for shelter, picking up those wages. And that worker over that course of the months that you have funded that one person has affected hundreds of people's lives for that for that time. And maybe settle them in, in a permanent residence, maybe made their life a little bit easier, got them into a rehab situation, whatever they got, those guys do, you have funded, which has affected lots, hundreds of people, maybe even 200, maybe even thousands. We don't know. Um, but that has made it happen with the contribution you've made. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, when you say it like that, it's, it's cool. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't do it for that reason. I do it because I think it's quite a cool thing to do. And that's that, you know, I'm a gobshite, but that's, you know, that bit's humbling and yeah, it's cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, thank you to all the bands because without them, you know, I'm, I've got no talent. I'm just a, you know, a pain in the ass at organising stuff. But, you know, without the bands, it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen because it's just be, a, you know, it needs all of it. The daft idea and the idiot to run around and poke people to do it. But, it, you know, it is special and it, it hopefully it is changing lives and saving lives and, you know, hopefully letting people live a little bit easier and knowing they're not going to be kicked onto the street or, you know, anything else. So before we play out, are you going to give us a grand total like the Blue Peter Totalizer back in the day? Uh, yeah, I'm at a, a, an accurate total of £2,104.75. p. <laughs> wow, fantastic. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, all pretty uh, pretty good stuff. So um, I'm kind of, as I say, I'm kind of wrapping up now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore anyone too much more. The occasional sale goes out the door, but it's kind of um, it's pretty low key now. Um, and then I'll be hopefully providing COVID doesn't do anything bonkers. I'll be at the Acid Rain and Temper Shot gig. Um, 
getting absolutely shit. I mean, no, I mean trying to sell um, sell the, the, some few more CDs and patches and stuff. Uh, and we'll just keep. Well, I'm going to donate a pint to you on that night. I don't know how that's going to help homeless people. Probably <laughs> not, but it will probably help you uh, to sell a few more. And we and we will be hanging around that store. And we have got a plethora of members coming to that. And we will all be hanging around, having a beer, having a chat, and it's going to be a fucking great night. And if you thought, if you think, mm, I don't know whether, please come down to that acid rain show. It's, it's going to be fucking killer. Yeah. Forget, forget what we're doing. Just come down. Cause it's going to be a killer fucking show, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. And it's going to be great meeting up with everyone as well as all in the same room. It's going to be just be fucking killer. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Cause I don't, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think we've had a big meeting. I think, you know, you didn't show up, but Robbie and I did the Acid Rain launch party. We did the uprising that there was a few of us, but, mm. you know, there hasn't been that many, unfortunately, because of everything else, there hasn't been as many gigs as we would like where everyone's there. So, uh, you know, that and, and, and Bloodstock as well. Hopefully we'll yeah. see a load of members at Bloodstock as well. You got anything to add, Rob? Because I'm dying for a slash and we need to play out desperate to hear thresholds. Yeah, that's what we're playing out with. Absolutely. I echo with um, what, what's been said. It'd be great to see any members that want to join the club and want to get involved. Just uh, search us out on Facebook. Come come and uh, yeah, join in on the on the, the, the friendly community that we are. And um, yeah, we're going to have some great get togethers as the live gigs start coming back. Brilliant. Let's play out then. We're going to play uh, the new Thrasher Wolf track, A Thousand Eyes, to close the show. Um, Thanks from us three for joining us rambling on about fucking music for the last God knows how many hours. I'm going for a piss. <laughs> they are watching my feet as I'm crossing the street and they don't dare to know The doctors and pastors and bossing your mothers were desperately caught in their friends. I'm not the problem, it's the way that they judge. Something they can't understand. Staring me down!